นะโมตัสสะภะคะวะโตอะระหะโตสัมมาสัมพุทธัสสะนะโมตัสสะภะคะวะโตอะระหะโตสัมมาสัมพุทธัสสะนะโมตัสสะภะคะวะโตอะระหะโตสัมมาสัมพุทธัสสะพุทธัมธรรมมสังฆนามัสสามิอาจารย์อัมรุคัสินวัยเทมิทูสปิกทูไนท์ซินไซม์กูอินทูชิลังคาซุนปัญหาไม่ทุกเรื่องแต่วันนี้ฉันคิดว่ามันเ Only a couple of weeks till the anniversary of my first coming here. It uh, will be twenty years, so it's uh, not a small number. Turned forty-eight recently. It's uh, also not a small number. Ajahn Sumedha is uh, eighty-five. In a few days, he was sixty-five when I came. Ajahn Arasila was here. I remember him, and that's pretty much it. Nobody else. And um, I was thinking, what have I gained or achieved? In the past twenty years, is there something I can show, or I can be, I can prove? And uh, all I could uh, think of is. Uh, It seems to me that I'm less confused. Confused in what way? Is uh, what are we confused about? What do we? What are we not sure about? 
what is uh, beneficial, what is not, what is wholesome, what is not, what is to be developed and what is not to be developed. waiting for the plane. Many years I have spent trying to meditate so that I achieve some kind of a state of mind. Although I remember Jan Sumedho telling us so often not to do that. But uh, of course I know better. And uh, sometimes it does feel like you're getting something, something really peaceful. And then you carry it around, trying not to spill it. And then something happens and that's it. You didn't even notice how, how it was gone. Somehow I believed that uh, this is something that you need to, to have. This uh, uh, peaceful, powerful states. States of mind, states of peace. Maybe concentration. And uh, I remember Ajahn Sumedha often telling us, whatever you gain, you will have to lose. So once you accept that, then the strive for gaining is not, uh, is not so important. It doesn't mean that we stop meditating. But in terms of experience, we realize that uh, trying to uh, create, build up some kind of a 
state of mind is uh, stressful. It creates tension. It creates resentment. It's uh, bound up with craving. And what is more peaceful is uh, when we are not uh, craving, when we are contented. Contented with uh, material things, contented with uh, You can say our emotional state, whether it's uh, peaceful or stirred up, happy or unhappy. Whether we are full of uh, loving kindness and uh, benevolence, or full of resentment and uh, grief or anger. I know it doesn't sound uh, uh, very traditional, but uh, when we are contented with uh, our emotional state, we can accept it. We are accepting it. By accepting it, we are not uh, struggling against it. By not struggling, our mind is peaceful. And then when the time comes, we see it off. And uh, we know that there is nothing to fear. There is no need to fear unpleasant emotional states. There is no need to hold on to pleasant emotions, pleasant feelings. So we develop equanimity. Equanimity is uh, I would say it's uh, probably most precious state of mind. Not to be attached to, but to appreciate.
when we become monastics, we give up uh, some some possessions and uh, submit ourselves to community life, things we are allowed, not allowed, things we can have. And uh, we can feel that uh, we have uh, made quite a big state, like a step, big step. Like we have changed. We are in a different state of being, in a way. And uh, to some degree it's true. So we have uh, given up most of our material possessions. We have little, we rely on generosity of others, to sustain ourselves. And uh, for some it's not an easy, easy step. To me it was easy. I didn't have anything anyway. I came here with 40 pounds, which I sent to my mother before dining. But uh, we don't uh, necessarily give up our craving for happiness. We may have uh, become monks or nuns and uh, uh, formally, but. Uh, Craving for happiness, for happy, feeling happy, feeling good. We have image of uh, ourselves. Or we may have. I don't want to talk to everyone. We may have image of ourselves as a mark or none, as a kind of a positive, peaceful happy, contented being. And uh, we can fall in that trap of trying to create those happy, positive, contented feelings, kind of a personality of a monastic. In a way, like, like one monk years ago summarized, if you pretend long enough, you, you become like that. If you pretend long enough to be peaceful, 
you become peaceful. So that kind of view is actually a wrong view. It doesn't work like that. And sometimes, you know, I have uh, been able to, uh, or sometimes having to, not just able, but having to uh, give talks and meditation retreats and stuff like that. Sometimes I had a feeling that uh, what people really want is... Uh, to be happy, just to feel at ease and uh, peaceful, feel good. And they come to those retreats because they want to feel good, to recharge themselves, put down their burden, rest a bit, clear their mind. And I thought, I don't want to be kind of a part of a well-being industry. doesn't mean that uh, retreats are wrong. doesn't mean that we shouldn't be teaching them or leading them. But I think we need to remember that, uh, or I need to remember, that uh, Buddha Dhamma is not for the sake of well-being, for the sake of feeling good. Well-being is uh, conditioned. Conditioned phenomena. When we can accept and be at ease, with whatever state we are in. This is the real well-being. Because uh, doesn't matter how how much time and energy we invest in uh, our health and uh, trying to live in a right place and with the right people 
there will be always uh, something that bothers us, something which causes us grief and pain. And uh, even when we feel sometimes we got it right and the conditions are perfect, people are great, friends, the weather is good. Everything is just right. It doesn't last. The end is not uh, somewhere there. It's, uh, it's within us. Happiness and the end of happiness. Suffering and the end of suffering. Just like death is not outside. Death is within. We walk around with it, carrying it inside. Not thinking about it, forgetting it, trying to escape from it somewhere, forgetting that we actually carry it inside ourselves. And uh, only we can, when we can accept it, we see it and accept it. We can be at ease with it. So the practice is uh, narrowing down to watching oneself, knowing knowing the state of mind, the feeling you experience, and uh, not being swept away by that, not being taken over. not giving in to frustration and uh, craving. Not giving to confusion. So it involves discipline. It in involves uh, 
enduring, enduring that which is unpleasant. And it's not something that we can do for somebody else, or somebody else can do it for us. So if you, if you are trying to look at your companions in the holy life, trying to guess their achievements and uh, attachments. Don't waste your time. Look at yourself. Not that I have not done it myself, but it's a uh, waste of time. We, we come to this uh, with uh, some knowledge of uh, Buddhism. We imagine ourselves how we are going to be as a monk or nun. We have some idea about uh, what we should be practicing and what to expect and things like that. So this is called views. We have some views when we come, and uh, that's fine. But uh, what is counterproductive is uh, attachments to views. So when you feel that you are right, or you think that you are right, know this as a attachment to a view. And uh, this is something to to release, to let go. Why is that? Because uh, views lead to becoming, lead to conflict, lead to stress. So give attention to what is present, 
Wir sind It all really narrows down to to feelings, pleasant, unpleasant, neutral feelings. So don't give attention to sounds and images, tastes and thoughts, but uh, know what you experience, know what you feel. Pleasant feeling, unpleasant feeling. The tendency is to resent unpleasant feelings, whether they are arising because of the body or because of the mind. The tendency is to indulge in pleasant feelings and to ignore neutral. So the practice is to know what you experience, know your reaction to it. Allow unpleasant to exist, not to hold on to pleasant. And then as feelings of pleasure and pain subside, equanimity is, is present. And with not creating any views, There is peace. Remember that uh, Ajahn Sumedho quite liked uh, that uh, sutta where I think there is more than one where the Buddha says in uh, what is seen will be for you what is seen and what is in what is heard just what is heard what is recognized just what is recognized in the sound just the sound in the feeling just the feeling no creating me or mine not me not mine So this is the this is the practice. And then uh, when we walk about our life, there are things to do. We have our duties, being on time, keeping the dress code, 
and then uh, things we can do to to help others. You know, when you, I know it's a bit early, maybe, but uh, forty-eight is, uh, you know, the time when you kind of feel a bit close to the the top of the the hill. And then the feeling is that uh, I haven't done all that much good, actually. You kind of think of opportunities you have missed and... So do look for opportunities to to actually do something good, to help. It's so easy to to think or to kind of fall into this uh, uh, idea, or maybe a view, that uh, once you are wearing robes and uh, live a structured life, you have formal practice, you have retreats, it's easy to start thinking that uh, everything will happen for you just by itself that you will grow spiritually, become that wise person. I came here 20 years ago, and nearly 20 years. Sometimes I, I don't think I have actually gotten much wiser. But uh, then I know it's, uh, it's just a view, it's just a perception. It is easy, and uh, if we don't really remind ourselves and uh, make effort, effort is not only formal practice or austerities, effort is uh, reminding oneself of uh, keeping your mind protected, not uh, making effort not to follow. Cravings and resentments.
when we make effort, when we do something, is because we want a reward. We want to have some kind of a result. Even if it's a sitting meditation for an hour, sitting on the floor, it can be hard. And uh, if you don't believe that it's beneficial, you wouldn't do it. So when we have uh, this uh, faith, that is actually good for us, then we sit, or whatever we do. We do because we think it's beneficial. And then after some time, when we don't uh, get the result, then we get disheartened. And uh, even uh, when we continue sitting or meditating formally, we don't uh, maybe make effort maybe. Perhaps we can just uh, use this time as a kind of giving to some kind of sleepiness or blank out. So this is also one of those traps that our views can put us in, in that trap of waiting for results, expecting a reward for for the hard work, that, for the enduring all this. So how to motivate then? If we are normally motivated by result, and there is no result, tangible, physical result, happy result, how to motivate oneself? Well, perhaps uh, have some faith. People been doing it for a long time, and uh, we hear from our teachers that uh, freedom is possible. 
it is possible to experience it for oneself. But only if we are making effort to look at oneself, to look at suffering, When we are left with no destruction, then what happens? There is a there is a body and uh, stress. Stress that we can feel physically, it's not a, a thought, but it's actually, it's a feeling. So look at that. Look at your reaction. Can you accept it? Can you be at peace with it? Once we have learned to be at peace with the unpleasant, then liberation is possible. Why is that? Because uh, if you are not accepting something, if you are resenting it, we are creating it. So when I said we walk around with a death inside, we walk around with suffering inside. Forgetting that it's actually inside, not outside of us. And so we should be looking at inside, not outside. With equanimity. With clarity. So how is clarity <coughs> achieved? Might 
mind can be peaceful, but not clear. Hazy. Dull. It's, a, it's just a state of mind. It's just something that we can recognize. And uh, for some it's a habit, habitual way of being. So that means we have to go against habit. Put ourselves in a situation where it's less likely to develop, to, to grow. Exercise your mind. Exercise your Attention. It's a conditioned thing, and uh, know what conditions lack of clarity. Natural mind is uh, clear. <clears throat> so that means that we don't have to create clarity. Clarity is a natural state. We just need to know what uh, conditions lack of clarity, dullness. And uh, I suggest that you look at uh, enjoyment, look at uh, pleasure, sense pleasures, pleasure of sleeping. Pleasure of daydreaming. So whatever I say, it's um, it's something for you to to think, to to try, and um, just like uh, 
I think with most teachers. Not many would uh, listen. Not many would follow. So I don't expect that you will agree or follow what I say. But uh, I share it anyway, because I think it's a good thing to do. So I'll be going on the, in a couple of weeks. The idea is to spend Vasa there. And uh, second Vasa. Maybe see a bit of, a, of the country. If there will be opportunity. And uh, find some place where I can spend some time in solitude. I have not done it for a long time. Amaravati is a great place for service and uh, community life, but uh, it's good to have a time for yourself somewhere where you, only you and uh, your mind. Me and my Kilesa. And we see if, uh, I think, uh, if Lumposumedo will be here for the next year's Vasa, then it would be nice actually to be here. That would be the time to, to be at the Maravati. So, wish you a good night and uh, good luck.